We talked to the founder of Real, Darren Ayakan, a 20-year-old digital marketing veteran to learn how he decided to choose bamboo as a sustainable raw material to make toilet paper and what were the options that he had before he arrived at bamboo. Real is committed to giving back by building toilets in Ghana and Haiti and empowering women. Darren and his team strive to become a circular design business and at the same time create an aesthetically pleasing product. Bamboo grows without having to be replanted. It takes um, trees up to 10 years to grow. Bamboo grows three feet in 24 hours. So you can essentially replenish or be able to reharvest every three months. It's a lot more sustainable. It's less harmful on the environment. Welcome to Mindful Businesses, presented by Sarani, and I'm your host, Vidya Ayer. In our podcast, we bring to you brands which are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. Today, we have with us Darren Oyakan, founder and CMO of Real Bamboo Toilet Paper That Does Good. Welcome, Darren. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. So tell me a little bit about yourself. It's always a a tough question to answer, being someone who doesn't like talking much about myself, but I am a first-generation Nigerian-American, 20-year veteran of digital marketing. I'm a digital native. Uh, My entire career has been online, studying brands, working at agencies, just um, really trying to promote things online. In the last five years or so, um, made a, a conscious decision to only focus on things that are actually very beneficial to people. So my my personal motto being to try to create digital experiences and products that have a positive impact on people's lives. So that's the ethos. That's the the purpose I try to live every day. Tell us what, what is so special about Reel's toilet paper. Reel is um, bamboo-based toilet paper. Most traditional toilet paper is made from virgin tree pulp. So essentially trees are cut down and used in the manufacturing process for something that we essentially use to wipe our butt. Um, it's clearly not sustainable. Um, we all know that um, consumer push for sustainability in manufacturing we wanted to create or bring to market a product that consumers could use without being harmful to the environment when we looked at the different alternative fibers that could be used to create toilet paper we settled on bamboo because of some of the natural features it's a strong yet soft fiber what were the alternate fibers that you um some of the things we looked at were hemp and they're a byproduct of things like wheat and sugarcane. But we just felt bamboo was a lot more sustainable and it was a lot more scalable in terms of accessibility to, to raw materials and things of that nature. So how different is the process of making toilet paper with bamboo versus virgin tree pulp? Um, well, it's definitely a, a lot more efficient uh, making bamboo in terms of it requires 30% less water mm-hmm. um, to actually manufacture pa- bamboo than tree-based toilet paper. And bamboo grows without having to be replanted. It takes um, trees up to 10 years to grow. 
bamboo grows three feet in 24 hours. So you can essentially replenish or be able to re-harvest every three months. It's a lot more sustainable. It's less harmful on the environment. It takes less resources to kind of use that as the the raw material for making toilet paper. So what about the people who say that, well, manufacturers who use trees, they actually plant, replant trees in its place. So what's the big deal? You know, you are getting a product which is made uh, of paper, which people are used to, and um, the trees will grow back in some time. What do you tell consumers who think there's not that much of a problem? I, I, I think there's truth to that, but that's only more of a recent phenomenon. And I'm glad to see that a lot of the traditional manufacturers are starting to work on how they can be carbon neutral or reduce their carbon footprint by replanting trees um, when they use trees for making their paper products. But the reality is it still takes a long time for trees to grow. And the process of converting trees into paper is a lot more energy intensive than using bamboo. So that that still remains a fact. So bamboo and paper both are cellulose. The paper is pulp, and um, I mean it's the same process. Both are turned into pulp, and then they go through the same the same process of. I mean they they use different machines, obviously, but they go through the same. The bamboo is turned into pulp. The trees are turned into pulp, and then that's eventually what is used to create the paper. The different paper mills. Are there any chemicals used in the process of making bamboo paper, or are they similar? chemicals used or are there no chemicals used? One of the sites that I looked online, it seemed to say that there are far less chemicals used in the process of creating toilet paper with bamboo. There generally is, but then again, it depends on what the finished product is. Um, generally speaking, there's there's less chemicals used um, because, again, depend on if it's a natural finish or, or if the eventual product is bleached. Um, but then there are things like natural bleaching agents that are not as harmful. But generally speaking, bamboo has less BPA. So from a sustainability perspective, what we mostly compare to is recycled mm-hmm. paper. But recycled paper is made from typically processed paper, which does contain chemicals and can be harmful. I, I can speak specifically for ours is definitely a lot less chemicals used in that process. So you're talking about the recycled paper, right? Correct. That's Yeah, that's generally what consumers compare us to. Most people who end up buying real or kind of start with real if, if people were sustainability focused or eco-conscious and they've tried recycled paper and they found, you know, the experience one, it's, it's a lot mm-hmm. rougher. Um, then bamboo paper, even tree-based paper, but also the chemicals from the recycling process or just from the, the original paper had prints on it or, or other chemicals that cannot be removed during the recycling process. So those things kind of stay um, within the paper itself. So even though the, the intention is great, it does um, create a situation where there, there are products out there that have chemical and could potentially be harmful to someone who might be allergic to some of those chemicals. Give our listeners a visual. I'm walking through these bamboo forests and then give us your process. Gonna be, that's going to that's gonna be a tough one for me to answer for you. Um, the best I can do is, yeah, there's um, this protected, much like the tree farms now, they're protected bamboo forest in southeast China, which is where our bamboo paper comes from. And they go through the same process. The The stalks are cut down. It's pulped in a commercial facility that is then, it's turned into, into pulp that is run and, and sheets of paper created. And then it's cut up into to different things. Ours is three ply. 
so it's generally it's stronger and softer the softness of toilet paper comes from the fact that you know the more shits you have the softer mm-hmm. it feels ours is generally softer than one or two ply toilet paper because of how it's pressed together the the way we kind of press it together makes it very strong so it doesn't fall apart while while it's being used which is one of the top benefits our customers have kind of relate to us that they really like the fact that they trust that it's not going to leave anything behind and they end up having to use fewer sheets um, because they don't have um, have to use as much. So we are recording on February 10th and the coronavirus is in all the provinces in China. Has that affected your raw material and finished products? Supply? It hasn't because none of our manufacturing process is close to Wuhan. But the entirety of China is, I mean, the manufacturing sector has been affected right now. The timing also is not great. Currently, Chinese New Year, which was extended. So a lot of the people who work at the manufacturing centers or in the cities are away in the province or away at the, in their respective kind of villages. And some of those people are being quarantined right now. So we anticipate some kind of effect, but we haven't seen it yet. We we're actually able to get ahead of it because as most other companies or you know, people who work with Chinese um, manufacturing partners know you have to order ahead of um, Chinese New Year. So we were able to kind of get ahead of that. But we I, I and we all pray that there there's a cure found for the coronavirus soon. Um, we're not seeing any effect um, from it to our business just yet. And we hope we don't see any effect from it because the, the virus is there's a cure discovered for it or a vaccine. Um, that's what we're all praying for right now. So how much does a roll of toilet paper, a bamboo toilet paper, cost as against the traditional tree-based toilet paper and the recycled toilet paper? I mean, it really depends. Um, I mean, our roll of toilet paper to our consumers costs $1.25. Traditional tree-based toilet paper, depending on what ply, there's, you know, it goes from one ply to as much as four or five ply, could cost, could cost up to $2.00. Recycled paper also is kind of in the range of ours between 75 cents and a dollar fifty, depending on the brand. But the advantage of buying our toilet paper or buying real in general um, has to do with the fact that, you know, we, we deliver it to your door with free shipping. So you don't have to go to the store to pick up toilet paper, which is a purchase experience. I know a lot of people don't enjoy. I know I don't enjoy it. We, we send that to you with free shipping, so you're not paying for the shipping of getting that product as well. And a portion of your purchase also goes to helping build or, or fund access to clean toilets for those in need. Talk about that. How does Real give back in building toilets around the world? You know, in India, 732 million people do not have access to a clean or even a toilet at all. It is one of the campaigns on which the current prime minister ran. How does Real give back and where do you give back? At our inception, we were partnered with NGO and a nonprofit that was underground in um, Kenya. They were in Kibera, Kenya, which is one of the biggest slums in the world. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we started our give back program. Kibera pretty much has no functional sanitation system. The organization we partnered with, they had IP on, um, a proprietary product by which human waste could be collected in a biodegradable bag format. So it was a bag that essentially went over a seat that functioned as a toilet. 
that waste could be collected by enterprising entrepreneurs who were paid to go collect it. It was taken to a processing center where it was buried, um, processed, and turned into into fertilizer. There's a lot of nitrogen in human waste, and that's the core component of fertilizer. Um, the fertilizer was then sold to farmers at a fraction of the cost of regular uh, fertilizer. So they were able to create kind of the circular economy from human waste. And we're very, very happy to be partnered with um, an organization like that. Basically, our approach is to try to come up with practical solutions to tackling access to clean toilets. It's not always as simple as let's just go in into those places and build toilets. Um, sometimes there's no waste collection system. There's no disposal, waste disposal system. All of that waste can then it, it can create health crisis. So if you build in a toilet, you have to have in place a way for, for the waste to be collected and treated. And that just wasn't an option in Kybera. We're partnering with another organization that's based out of Haiti. Um, we, we're just finalizing that partnership. So I can't say too much about it right now, but we will be putting out a press release shortly. Once all of that is finalized, we, we're really excited about what they're doing as well. And they have a very cool and innovative approach to providing access to clean toilets as well. And we're very excited to share their story, their mission. So all in all, I mean, our approach is to try to partner with an organization or organizations that are taking a practical approach to um, tackling this issue of lack of access to clean toilets. So how many people do not have an access to, forget about clean, just a proper toilet, a flushable toilet worldwide. And what is your target? How many do you think? I mean, I think it's something like over a billion people defecate outside. So that's something like 2.4 billion people don't have access to to a clean toilet worldwide. So, you know, we're, we're brand new startup trying to do our part to tackle that, make as much debt as we can. I mean, as we grow, continue to work with organizations that are actually on the ground doing good work. Mm -hmm. Our aspiration is to be worldwide, but that's not the reality right now. Mm -hmm. We're trying to, to kind of build, build the business that'll help us support that mission. And we, as we continue to grow, and as we succeed, we hope to be able to continue to fund initiatives like um, what we did in Kenya and what we're about to do in Haiti. So you spoke a little bit about the circular design, circular economy. In a linear design, a business takes, makes, and disposes. Whereas in a circular economy, a circular design is where you reuse or you refurbish, you remake, you repair, or you take sustainable products. And Correct. What exactly, how are you circular? Um, well, our partners are circular. Our goal is to eventually become fully circular to where the fertilizer that is the end product of the human waste collection process is then used to help grow the bamboo that is used to make the toilet paper. So it kind of all comes back full circle. We're not quite there yet, but our partners on the ground do provide you know, a circular economy in terms of they collect waste. People are paid to collect that waste. That waste goes into a processing center. It's done into fertilizer. 
that is then used to farm products. People defecate. Right. Um, people eat that stuff. They use the bathroom. So it kind of all comes back around. That's the circular aspect of it. Pretty cool. So how did you come up with this idea? Did you have the technology or was this an idea as a business plan proposed to you and you with your knowledge of branding, consumer products? Well, sustainability was something that was important to us. And, you know, it's circular economy lend, lend a lot to that. There's no waste in the process. Um, so when we were looking at organizations or charity partners or NGOs we wanted to partner with, we wanted to work with people who, who kind of had that mindset as well. So that that's kind of part of our selection process, if you will, in terms of the people we we want to um, partner with. We just felt it, it was a, it definitely told a greater story. There's a woman empowerment aspect to it. Most of the aspirant or enterprising entrepreneurs I speak about are generally women, you know, and, and we all know like only good things happen when women are empowered to be able to earn their own money or in, especially in underprivileged societies. You're saying the organizations that you work with in Africa and in Haiti are women-run NGOs? Um, they're not, but they do employ a lot of women consultants. And a lot of the women entrepreneurs who end up taking advantage of the programs they have tend to be women. Um, but the, the organization in Haiti we will be working with was co-founded by two women. How's your toilet paper wrapped? You know, usually it's either individually wrapped with plastic or a pack of eight or 12 wrapped with plastic. How was yours wrapped? And We're completely plastic free. Um, that was something we wanted um, right from, from the get-go. But we also, there were you know, hygiene consideration. So it was this question of what's the best way to do it that reduces waste as much as possible. We settled on the using recycled paper for wrapping of each telepaper. Um, we still wanted it to be clean so no one was touching it before it was used. So when we recycle paper, it's really thin paper. It's it's also paper that can be, you know, it's it's minimalist in design, but we also, you know, wanted to elevate the toilet paper experience. I mean, when you think toilet paper, you're not thinking anything that's aesthetically pleasing. Most people hide toilet paper, but we wanted to create something where you wouldn't be ashamed to display it. So we're able to take advantage of the individual wrapping. We have a branding on there. We've gotten really good feedback from our customers that they love the branding and they love displaying it. It matches the aesthetic of the bathroom or it feels elevated and they're not ashamed to kind of show off the toilet paper so basically what we are trying to do as a company as a brand is get people to talk about toilet paper right no one ever talks about toilet paper it's just one of those things we all use but you know it's not a sexy topic no one's talking about it. it's also one of the biggest consumer categories so if we want to really make a difference we have to get people talking about toilet paper and that's part of what we're trying to do with the brand and the branding um, is to have it be a conversation starter, have you be able to feel comfortable giving a role to someone to use and um, have them not be ashamed or embarrassed to kind of post it on the social media or talk about it. So right now we ship a box of 24 rolls. It's again, it's all plastic free. Even the tape is um, paper tape. So there are zero plastic in the packaging shipped in a compostable box. And we, we have you know, aspirations to introduce other quantities, but the 24 pack is what seems to, to be most conducive right now. So there's also the cardboard roll. So is that recycled too? Or I've seen 
some paper towels who have managed to eliminate that, that troll in the center completely. Correct. And that's something we're working towards. We're a one-year-old company. We definitely take customer feedback very seriously. And a lot of our customers have asked for the the coreless or core-free toilet paper rolls. The issue right now is um, with the way the paper is manufactured, it, it is going to affect the form factor so we're challenging our manufacturing partners to try to come up with either using a thinner core or eliminating the core completely without affecting the way the paper is used. I, I mean, if there's no core right now, it probably wouldn't roll properly and it would affect the user experience. So we're working on it, but we, we haven't quite figured that part out yet. And I know there have been other brands that have done it in the past, but those experiences, from what I understand, haven't been great. And um, a great user experience is something we absolutely care about. When you talked about branding and how it, your toilet paper is wrapped, you probably wanted to be a sort of a conversation starter. So you have an extra roll sitting on your flash tank and your guest uses this and comes out and talks about, hey, you have bamboo toilet paper. Correct. Correct. That's absolutely the intention is for people to say, oh, I like this or or even the logo, like, oh, I really like what they did with the logo. It's actually a roll of toilet paper. So, I mean, every part of it was, you know, intentionally designed. There's a little story on the wrapping as well that kind of tells the mission of real. So it is a conversation starter. We've seen people without any solicitation from us post about it on social media. And it resonates with people, I think. We're living in the age of very conscious consumers. People care about what they buy and they want to make sure the brands they are supporting are good for the environment and care about others. That's who we are. That's what real is about. We resonate with, with a lot of consumers out there. Toilet paper has been used by humans for a long time, by the Chinese in the 9th century AD. And then we have an American businessman in the 19th century who also invented toilet paper with aloe with his name written across it. And it failed horribly. <laughs> but as an entrepreneur, you know, time is everything, right. right? There is so much talk about sustainability with climate change, with the name and what we are experiencing every day in terms of the climate change. How important, you've been in several businesses. Right. And there are um, entrepreneurs, there are uh, small business owners who are starting their business. How important is timing and how do you judge is, is now the right time? Um, I think timing is absolutely everything um, as an entrepreneur. You might have the best idea and it might be ahead of its time. We saw a lot of that with Internet 1.0, right? Those web van and how the grocery and food delivery services that ended up failing, but they were just way ahead of their time. Like the customer adoption wasn't there yet. The infrastructure wasn't set up yet. And, you know, now we have companies like Postmates and Grubhub that are wildly successful. So yeah, I think timing is everything. And I think right now, I think it's more than a trend. I think it's mainstay. I think a lot of, a lot of the, even the big brands are really trying to incorporate sustainability into their, all of their practices, their supply chain, even how they like their manufacturing, all of it. Right. So we're fortunate to be where we are right now, um, in the category we are. Um, I think paper products um, definitely are one of the biggest contributors to because of amount of energy that's used, the raw materials they use definitely um, has a big impact on climate change. The more consumers become aware of those issues and the more they push for change, 
they are kind of pushing the bigger brands, the bigger companies to make changes. And then brands like ourselves are kind of starting out with all of that information at hand and really building our brands um, from the ground up with that being the core of the brand. So we're not trying to add to it. It's what we we are, right? Like sustainability is at our core. Give back is at our core. So those are, I, I think we... We're part of a movement of what I like to call brands with a heart. So brands that do good for the world and also give back, right? There's a movement of brands like that. And I think consumers, especially the younger generations, millennials and Gen Zers, absolutely, absolutely care about that. So, And they're pushing the conversation with their parents as well. Um, We've had quite a few older customers tell us that, yeah, I heard about your brand through my daughter. She's an eco-warrior. Or she's an eco-consumer and she gets mad at me when I don't recycle. Those conversations have been pushed to the forefront by the younger generation. There is a lot of responsibility on a brand because you are on one end sourcing and trying to enforce sustainable practices with your manufacturer, right? social, economic, and environmental practices. And then you have to educate the customer, the consumer, about why it is so important and do this in a cost-efficient, price-competitive way. And it's a it's a very challenging world right now to be a brand. And it's almost an expectation that most brands, if not today, but in five years, most brands would be expected to start off with a baseline of being sustainable. Absolutely. You nailed it. It is a challenge and that to me challenges equal opportunity right like that's mm-hmm. that's that's what we have to figure out is how can we and i think as consumers push for it more than the the cost and the pricing comes down because i think that a lot of people will want to be be eco-friendly and purchase sustainability products but the reality is for the most part those products end up being more expensive than traditional products they're for a variety of reasons right sometimes it's just the fact that using sustainable raw material or sustainable packaging just tends to be more expensive there's a subset of consumers that are perfectly okay paying the premium but the majority of consumers just cannot afford to right so the business challenge then becomes if sustainable toilet paper was priced same as traditional toilet paper, traditional toilet paper will probably go out of business very quickly because I think a lot of people care, right? But at the, at the end of the day, the price still is one of the top reasons people purchase, right? Like if they can't afford it, they're not going to buy it. So that's the business challenge is how can we create sustainable products that are affordable? And that's what we work on from a business perspective every day is how can we make this more affordable, more accessible? There are going to be people who have high household incomes that can afford to pay the premium price, but we're not going to move the dial if it's not in terms of sustainability, if it's not something that's accessible to everyone, that's our business challenge that we, we're trying to to kind of solve for. If your buying model is a subscription model, so I cannot go to Walmart or... Well, we started off as a subscription model. We're a very customer-centric business, so we listen to customer feedback. That's one of the beauties of being a startup, right, is you can be flexible, you know, you can pivot, you can adapt to what consumers are telling you. So um, we started off as a subscription-only business. But the data and the feedback we received from customers was, again, because this is a product most people don't think about, a lot of people actually don't know how much toilet paper they use in a month. It's just something they buy when they're almost out. Um, so it was a, a bit challenging for them to estimate what the delivery frequency they should receive 24 rolls was. 
Um, so basically, the data kind of suggested that we should allow people to also be able to buy a la carte. So buy as often as they want. So um, we introduced a single purchase option on the website as well. So you can actually purchase real without a subscription. We're also looking at getting um, into, you know, again, meeting people where they are, being on Amazon um, and other marketplaces like that where consumers shop for toilet paper. And in 2021, or maybe sooner, um, get into retail. So um, starting with the smaller natural grocers and eventually the big box retailers. So, I mean, our goal is to be everywhere people are. Um, obviously, we want more people to subscribe with Real, but we understand that's that's not always a preference for everyone. So we want to meet them where they are and make Real accessible to them. The whole marketing and branding world has changed topsy-turvy since Instagram and Facebook has come into the whole marketing marketplace. You've been around for 20 years. You probably have seen those changes. What is one striking change, which is a challenge as a business? Um, I mean, from a marketing perspective, both the, it's a gift and a curse, right? Basically, back in the day, not to date myself, but when I started, the media costs were a little bit flatter. So you knew what you were paying and you could kind of optimize for it. For example, you're paying a $5 CPM. You know, you knew you had to get a same click-through rate. You had to get a same conversion rate for that to kind of back into your your target cost per acquisition. But everything is programmatic now. Everything is auction-based. There's so many variables now to where very, very, like, it's not as stable as it used to be back in the day. And once you think you figured it out, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, actually yeah they, the they changed the algorithm. And yeah, you're starting from, I mean, back then, there were only a handful of variables, right? It's This is the CPM. This is, so you knew what click-through rate you had to back into, but now there's competitors coming in. It's just crazy now. So it's, it's, it makes it very challenging. But the way, I mean, I've always been a big believer in having a diversified media mix. Um, so never being completely reliant on any one channel. You know, I've seen and I've made the mistake of in my, in the past as well of building businesses on Facebook. And then, you know, something changes and you're like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, so, you know, we try to be as diverse as possible, um, not just paid social, but paid search, native podcast where it makes sense, affiliates, you know, some programmatic. My, my belief is, you know, constantly testing and also looking for opportunities where it's not as crowded. I'd give a rough estimate. How many toilets do you think real has built? since its inception? I mean, I mean, so far, we've been able to provide access to clean toilets for over 22,000 households worldwide. And we're hoping to continue to kind of drive that and, and provide access to more people. To It's a small dent in the 2.4 billion people, but um, Real and other brands like Real and other people trying to tackle this problem absolutely matter. You can support that effort by purchasing Real or you can go support any of those NGOs. They're always open to receiving contributions and donations. But um, yeah, we, we're doing what we can to on our end to make a difference and we'll continue to do that. Uh, thank you, Darren, for coming on our show and um, wishing you all the best in your ventures. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It was it was a pleasure speaking with you and I, I love your podcast and love that you showcase in mindful brands like Real and um, commend all the other brands on, on what they're trying to do as well. 
if you're a creator of a mindful brand or would like to recommend a mindful brand to be featured on our show, send us a message on our Facebook or Instagram page. If you learned a thing or two from this episode, share it with one friend. We recorded this podcast in Lafayette, Indiana. Tatum Gale composed the music for this podcast. This is Vidya Ayer with Mindful Businesses.